Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Carousel Project. We are back with another episode and we are bringing it all the way back to the 90s and the Mikey era for this one, as we always do. But before we get started, I'm Josie Maida and you can find me on all socials at Josie Maida. And I'm Kate Killebrew. You can find me on all socials at Kate Killebrew. And I'm Epcot Adam. You can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Today, our question of the day is, what is your favorite or earliest Disney store memory? And I know you guys hate that I never go first, so I'm going to go first today, actually. Wow. I just decided. and Crazy. You crazy, girl. Be damned with everyone (laughs) who doesn't want me to go first. Um, I actually remember, so in my mall growing up, we had like a WB store, I think. And I remember that a lot more clearly than the Disney store as like, a young kid. I'm not sure if we had both. Um, but I feel like I remember the Disney store when I was a little older going into New York city in high school and seeing the one in times square. And also when I was studying abroad, seeing a ton of international Disney stores, I always wanted to stop in all of them. Um, because you know, each one was different, you know, had some unique items for the country. And so I really liked going in the Disney stores all over Europe. So those are kind of more of my memories cuz again as a kid, I don't I don't know. I'd have to look if our mall had one cuz I know we had like the big W is it the WB Adam? Yeah. Yeah, yep. we had a big WB store. Um I don't know and I remember, go, you know, like Looney Tunes, right? Adam? Oh, like Warner Looney Brothers. Tunes, Warner Brothers. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. I'm thinking like, I, I'm imagining like a KB Toys, but larger because yeah. of yeah, how yeah, you're yeah. saying it. So, so it was like, like a, it, KB Toys it was like a Warner similar? Brothers store. And right. It was would... basically a Disney store, but all of Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Oh. They had like, they had like Looney Tunes, like Animaniacs, Pinky in the Brain, like that yeah. kind of stuff. We didn't and they had like, like place, like I remember, I don't know if it was because I was little and I was just climbing on crap i wasn't supposed to be climbing on oh, or the little, like, tunnels and stuff or yes okay there were yep. i literally must have been like three years old like this is a very early childhood memory and i was just gonna say wow. i remember like going on like or in or through like these tunnels um and i remember being there to get my halloween costume my mom really wanted me to be dorothy Aww. and i had no interest i threw a fit and i don't think i was dorothy um oh. yeah so wow yeah Dang. Kate, you may go next, if you please. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Saving the best for last is cool. (laughs) We thought you had five minutes, okay? Um, So... So as as for me, um, I my local mall, which is now abandoned, um, did not have a Disney store. But right across the lake in Metairie, near New Orleans, they had um, one at the Lakeside Mall, and I didn't get to go very often, but I do remember when I did. Um, you know the big screens and getting to watch like you know Disney movies and things like that while I was walking around and shopping. But uh, probably my biggest Disney store memory as a kid was my grandma Gidget bringing me um the Disney beanie plushes every time she would come visit me across the lake because she lived near Metairie so that was her local mall and basically anytime she would come visit us an hour away she would bring my sister and I each one of these beanie baby versions of like Disney plushes so that that's probably my biggest Disney store memory wow lucky you yeah our Disney store closed I think last year the one in Lakeside so R.I.P. 
Yeah, all all of them are closed now, right? Or there's only like a very I think so. I think probably just like we might be getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, I I meant to look into that. That's probably the one thing I didn't look into, but yeah, I'm sure like the New York City one is still open. So anyway, the New York City one is still open. I know that for a fact. That would be a big loss. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, they closed the big. They closed the big Toys R Us there, and that was yeah. The that's loss. crazy. But anyway, I <laughs> I am going off script here by a lot. Adam, it is your turn. What is your early? But that that's what the memory? people expect yeah, from us. Yeah, that's what people that's, like. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, I grew up with the Disney store. Um, it was like the coolest thing in the world as a kid. I remember like Aww. the, the screens that played the sing-alongs and then they also had like the round, the like half circles of all the like plush stuffed animals, like yes. all separated by character. And I that was like, that. Me too. that was a dream come true for, for baby Epcot Adam. Um, and then uh, one memory I have is my grandparents, um, I used to stay with my grandparents who lived like half an hour away or so, at, like one or two weekends a month. And one time the Disney store closest to them was having a meet and greet with Aladdin or sorry, what? with uh, Jasmine. What? And, what the hell? and I went and I got a picture with Jasmine and looking at it now, she was a horrible Jasmine. <laughs> I, thought, I really <laughs> thought you were going to say she was a whore. And I was like, oh, excuse yes, me? Yes. What? Okay. Explicit. Um, wow. But I'll send you guys the picture later. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes. But um, yeah, that was my my best Disney store memory at the time. And looking back on it, I'm just like, how who who did they pick to play Jasmine? So I just have a personal question before we start for you, Adam. Did you visit okay. the OG Disney store at all, the one in Glendale? I don't think so. Because <sighs> um, I'm the Glendale to get there. It's like 30, 45 minutes away. And so we had a Disney store in our mall, so we just never ventured that far. Like, if we were driving that far, might as well go a little further and go to actual Disneyland yeah. than the Disney store. So, yeah, I, figured, I never went. I figured you were going to let me down with that like you did with the Club Disney, but I figured I'd ask anyway. That's for me. Club Disney and, and, and Mickey's, Mickey's Kitchen. Kitchen. You did not attend Mickey's Kitchen then if you didn't go to Glendale. Shameless plug for our Yeah, shameless plug for the bonus episode. (laughs) I did go to the Glendale store maybe 10 years ago because they had like this special Vinylmation there. And this is the height of my Vinylmation days. So I went there. Yeah, so I went there, but not like when it was in its original form. It was in like its modernized form without like I prefer Epcot Adam from his Tsum Tsum days. <laughs> That's how we became friends. <laughs> That's how we, yeah, truly. So the I way prefer, I, prefer I the still zoom have the Zoom Zooms. <laughs> so do I, because what the heck They're am I just sitting to do there. with them? Well, I was oh, giving I like some of them to Jackson. My... Yeah. My, oh, yeah, I remember I was that. letting him take some whenever he wanted yeah, them. Yeah, in my but... closet, I have like three giant bags full of them. Oh, like, my what gosh. Am I, <laughs> I was obsessed. The, the plastic, oh, actually, the plush. Oh, right here. I have a Tuscan Raider from Star Wars. Right here. Aww. That's the only one I have out. Look at him. Very I have one cute. in my car. It's Eeyore. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, we're, as we're, we're off, so off once again. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of relevant. They were sold at that's, the Disney stores. They were also sold true. at Target, though. The so. Disney store. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> and I'm very excited um, because the Disney store had, has quite a complicated history, especially now that most of them have been closed. Before we get into the Disney store, I did want to just share a little tidbit about 
Walt's first ventures into like merchandising licensing um, since that's going to play a big part in the future. So did you guys know the first merch that a, a Disney character that was ever licensed was actually Oswald, not Mickey? Really? Really? Wow. Yes. It was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit for a button, a stencil set, and a marshmallow coated chocolate. So that was the first case. The second case was in 1929 when in a New York hotel lobby, a man approached Walt and offered him $300 for the ability to put Mickey Mouse on a children's pencil tablet that he wanted to produce. And since Walt and Mickey needed, I mean, Walt and Roy needed money at the time, he did take the $300 for $300. Wow. $300, yeah, in 1929. So... Should I see? Should I see what that is? In, yeah, uh, I want yeah. I mean, at least it be some kind of conversion. Three hundred dollars. We haven't done this in a nothing. long time. I'm, I'm resting. My dad it. loves when we do it. He thinks it's like really. The thing. I think it's yeah. fun. Okay. Well, Mike he says he's like, well, it's not exactly. And I was like, Dad, it's not that serious. We're just trying to get yeah. like, approximate. Like we're not really like yeah. running numbers over here. That's, this is the whole point of Google to be able to just type it in and it give us. The, we're the immediate generation. We no. are not okay, mathematicians. Okay. It was three hundred dollars in what in year? In nineteen twenty nine. Okay. Three hundred in cash. Calculate. Five thousand one hundred twenty eight dollars. <laughs> That's still not that much money. That's you still know nothing, that guy made so much more than that. Oh seriously. yeah. Off of that. Yeah, and then I th it sounds like the first merch contract that Roy signed was with George Borgfed and Co. for like toy, like toys and figurines of like Mickey and Minnie Mouse. And for that, Disney got 2.5% royalty for products that were 50 cents or less and 5% for items that cost more than 50 cents. So Whoa. anyway, I thought I would just like throw that in there because licensing is going to play a big part in this story later down the line yeah. i'm so ready yeah. to get into it let's go for it let's go shopping the first disney store ever opened in the glendale galleria in glendale california march 28th of 1987 are you shaking your head because i'm wrong i'm shaking my head because the fact that the lakeside mall is 40 miles away from me and i would go there but Adam lived 40 miles away from this original store, and he, he couldn't convince his parents to go. I just can't I feel like believe Adam that. Just what, I, I, I mean, I got to give it to him. Yep. I don't know if I – I, like, liked Disney as a kid, but I didn't know shit. Like, oh, well, I was I, a kid. I, oh, explicit again. Um, <laughs> I, I love Disney, hey, but I, I, have had, kept, I, had, like, I have kept – didn't you say a couple of our last few episodes I was going to say Star yeah. Wars Weekend. I just listened to it. It was I didn't hear any AF. explicits. So, so listen, good. I've been saving them all up for the mother forking <laughs> Disney store episode. Anyway, I mean, the reason I never went to that one is because they were like, I could think of at least four or five that were closer than that to me. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm just thinking back, like, especially the Mickey's Kitchen situation. Like, I'm sure that was on the news or something that they were doing that were opening the store. But maybe y'all thought they were going to get more. I don't know. I'm just I can't believe it was yeah, so it, close to kid, you. I'm I so jealous. Like, I didn't have the internet to be like, what's the first Disney store? I'm going to... No, not I'm that, but it. I mean, the Mickey's Kitchen thing, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just I was jealous just a lame you had kid. so what many things... No, you just had so many cool things <laughs> near you. We never even got a Disney store near me. <laughs> well, shame on Madre for making you live there. <laughs> anyway, yeah, in March it turned 35, that store... Well, it's closed now, but yeah, March 28th, 1987, back to Josie. 
And this was, you know, a time when I feel like literally everything was Disney. And we talked about this the other day when we filmed the Mickey's Kitchen episode, but just a few years later, things were not going so hot for Disney. And then our boy Mikey comes in and he's like, Disney is going to be everywhere and everything. And why not have a store that's filled with Disney merchandise that people can buy when they're not at the parks? Because now we have the internet. Like, it doesn't seem that foreign to be able to buy parks products now. So I think we kind of take it for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a time when, like, if you wanted to buy Disney stuff, like, I'm sure they had, like, Disney things in other toy stores but it wasn't nearly the same as what we have today even with just having like the Disney store online yeah and before the important thing to keep in mind is before this store opened Disney was really only making money on you know the Disney consumer products division uh doing the licensing for other companies um and they were bringing in like 72 million in a year but that was only seven percent of what was actually being sold that was a lot of money being left on the table for disney and that's why they ultimately decided if there's this much money to be made why don't we get a bigger piece of the pie and that's why they ended up deciding to try these disney stores out which was very smart yeah yeah um and the first one opened in glendale because it was only about five miles away from walt disney studios Um, so they could really check and see how the store was doing. It would be very easy for Walt Disney execs to really see if this was a worthwhile venture because they weren't sure that, that basically they picked that location because like Adam said, it's very close to Disneyland itself. And they wanted to see if there was actually any demand for Disney products when the actual park park is so close. Um, and it turned out in the first year, that store did $2.4 million in revenue. That was um, $1,200 per square foot, which was three times the industry average. Um, wow. So it was clearly successful. Um, and it only cost them about $450,000 to put this test store together. Mm-hmm. Um, but And they would end up opening two additional stores by the end of that year, it sounds like both of them were in California. But by the end of the 1980s, they had 41 stores wow. that had opened. So they within two at, years. They, they were opening these biznatches real fast. And especially when we... Does it say, like, what the other two locations were, the, like, next two that opened? Um, I, I watched a video about it. One was in San Francisco. The other okay. one was in Orange County. So they okay. were around you. Right. Well, not San Francisco, but well, the Orange yeah, County the Orange one. County. And that that's truly close. I think to one opened in July and one opened in either September or December. It's like they all opened pretty quick after, I mm-hmm. guess, because they saw like this one's doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, they had 41 stores by the end of the 1980s. Two years later, they had 125 stores. And when wow. the Disney stores got to their absolute peak in 1997, there were 749 Disney stores worldwide with. $893 million in income. So a big step up from $72 million in licensing, you know, royalties. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I love that the whole point was like it was obviously about money and was a business venture, but it really was also supposed to bring a little bit of the Disney parks and the Disney experience to local markets which we Mm -hmm. know again from our other episodes Mikey was super into again getting Disney everywhere because if you're going to the Disney store as a kid you're building that love for the brand maybe your family can't afford to bring you to Disney but they're still spending money on the product 
And they're making sure that when you get older and maybe you have the money to go, you will be going. You know what I mean? Like really yeah. building that like yep. cradle especially, to grave kind of thing that they talk about in marketing. Especially with all the synergy aspects that they added to the store. I mean, obviously the Mickey's Kitchen ended up being a fail, but they like we talked about before, they were playing like the sing-alongs and movies and parks footage on these big TVs while you're going around shopping in your local mall and the store. And you could actually buy theme park tickets at these yeah, stores. I remember so that. I could totally see that happening. I could totally see parents taking their like two or three year old to the store and they pick out like their plushie they want and they're so excited and they find out that they could like buy the tickets right there and they're just in the euphoria of it all to plan this trip you know yeah I even remember when I was like in high school that they always had special stuff like if you ordered the movie like if when a movie was coming out of the vault right you you get like a free like you got like a lithograph lithograph. yep Yep. yeah Mm yeah they used to have these like framed uh, and maybe they're lithographs, but I, I don't think they're like, they were like framed art, like color art pieces that my mom, I, my mom has a bunch of them in her closet mm. that we used to be able to get from the Disney store. Um, I need to see what she's doing with those. Cause they were kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. Seriously. Um, but yeah, you're right. They had all kinds of really cool stuff, especially in the nineties. Like I was saying, um, I looked a little bit into the Disney beanie situation because, that was a big thing I remember. Um, their official name was Disney Mini Beanbag Plush, and it was the biggest selling item in history of the Disney store. Um, wow. They were originally tested in 30 stores in May of 1997, and then they released nationally a year later. Um, they originally only produced 17 of them, but then... Eventually, there would be hundreds produced, you know, like every character you can imagine. The, the website I was on had one for Flubber. Like, y'all remember that movie? They had a Flubber <laughs> mm-hmm. Disney yep. beanie. I have boxes and boxes of them because, like I said, my grandma would bring my sister and I each one, like, every time she came to town. And it was just fun because this was such a Mikey thing. That was right when the Thai Beanie Babies era started. So that's so yep. Mikey to say, oh, well, we're going to make our own version and they're going to be called Disney mini beanbag plushes, you know, and they're Beanie Babies officially... are crazy. There's a Beanie Baby documentary. And again, oh, I know. I watch Mikey. <laughs> yeah, we watch it for New, on New yeah. Year's Eve. It's Absolutely so good. insane. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, Beanie Babies, they came out the year I was born. I remember that from Pop Century's Little Signs. But anyway, it's so <laughs> it's so Mikey to be like, okay, well, how can we Disney-fy this? How can we, you know, take that money back for right. the Disney stuff and get people excited about Disney? So, um, so yeah, I remember those. And if you guys remember when we did our Club Disney episode and I looked on eBay, they had like Club Disney specific beanie or beanbag plushes as well. So it was interesting to see like what a hold that one product had on the market mm-hmm. at that time. Um, and I was finally able to find out what the kind of box was that they used to come in. They had these like pillow folding gift boxes like they looked like a pillow but like both of the ends you would like fold them in on both sides but that was the box that my grandma always brought my beanie baby in i'll have to put a link to the they have a box on ebay i'll have to put a link to it so people can see what so I'm you're saying about. we should buy one as well they're like 5.99 i i wish i knew if i still had some because like that's just something i specifically remember just opening the little folded side and like Pouring out whatever the Beanie Baby was, was inside, the yep. Disney Baby. Which, by the way, when I looked up Beanie Babies 
Ty currently has licensed Disney Beanie Babies right hmm. now on their website. So oh. just goes to show full circle. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ty like later. worked with anybody in the beginning, which is crazy. They didn't. No. Now, nope. Kate, I was going to ask you because you are the queen of finding this. Now, I know oh. that we talked about how they opened like a little test store and they kind of were doing Disney store stuff in phases. Did they do any big things to celebrate like the first Disney store? Um, I didn't. I didn't look for that specifically. But if I had to guess, since they had such a big event for the Mickey's Kitchen opening, I would think they would have done something. Well, it makes me think because like Mickey's Kitchen, and I don't want to give too much away, but Mickey's Kitchen came like after, you know, so the Disney Store because they were like kind of testing it out. But I wonder. It really is. It was such a creative concept. And again, as we were saying a few years earlier, things were not looking good for Disney. So to be able to have full brick and mortar stores that were performing very well just a few years later is absolutely insane and they started opening them now I know Kate talked about how there were two more stores but then they continued to develop pretty quickly they had an overseas store in London by November of 1990 so only a couple of years later and then in Japan by 1992 wow yeah I'm trying to see. I it does. I'm thinking since it was like a testing store, they may not have done like a big. Oh wait, here's D23. Let me see. The D23 site would know. Looks like, looks like no. I think it was probably like a quiet opening compared to the rest. But and you know what? That makes sense because they were constantly like they were also constantly doing like cool stuff at the Disney store. Yeah. There's always something going on at the Disney store, like Adam said, like meeting Princess Jasmine. Yeah, yep. exactly. Who was not a whore. Well, she, just, <laughs> she just looked horrible. I, I thought we could take a little detour before we talk about like what happens with the Disney store. We could take a little detour into the Disney Consumer Products Division because, like I, would I love said, to take that, a detour with you. That came into play a lot before the Disney store and then during. So. Um, the Disney Consumer Products Division um, was formed in 1985, so two years before we would see the first Disney store. Um, on October 12, 1987, Disney and Mattel actually created a licensing contract for a Disney infant preschool toy line. 1994, um, Disney Consumer Products extended an exclusive licensing agreement to Sears for Winnie the Pooh. Now, this wow. is the an Pooh. interesting Winnie callback. Winnie the Pooh was that B-I-T-C-H. I just well, can't even get over it. Well, I was going to say, it's so funny that they did this in 1994 because those uh, those who are Patreon patrons know from our bonus episode about Winnie the Pooh for President that there was there was some stuff that they did with Sears way back then in the 70s. So I thought it was interesting that that came back around. But don't worry, there's still more about poo in this story, Josie. So get buckled. There in. always is more poo. There's always more poo. Um, <laughs> so, so 1997, like we said, that was the peak time for Disney Store and for Disney Consumer Products. Um, they had 749 Disney stores worldwide, but we were also about to start that Mick Disney partnership, which began in January of 1997. So, like, the licensing Disney product game was, like, at its peak then. The next year, 1998, our boy Pooh would outsell Mickey Mouse products 
$316 million to $114 million. So over $200 million more in Winnie the Pooh products. Just licensed toy sales. Not even like Disney store sales. Like licensed toy sales. So like Winnie was king. And this had to be why Mr. Toad, his wild ride was no more. Because he would close (laughs) in 1998. And this happened in 1998. They said get poo in the parks. They said we need more poo products. So um, (laughs) over the next few years, um, Disney consumer products would increase to an additional 100 licensees. Including brands like Hallmark, Tupperware, Time Act, etc. And poo product lines would um, would increase sales from... 390 million to 3.3 billion dollars just in Winnie the Pooh licensed products people and I feel like that goes to show I mean yes we're talking about Winnie the Pooh right now but in general I feel like if you also think about the times the times it's all when they open the Disney store yeah the the coolest thing to do was go to a toy store I don't really hear kids say that as much anymore yeah right because now they have amazon well you have amazon and you also have like even just like a target or a walmart you know what i mean where everything is in one place and then also there's a lot more digital gaming like yes we had game boys but like if your girl wanted a new tamagotchi i was begging my mom to get her booty over to the store like you had to go to the store to get and you have to Pretty think these, everything. these other toy stores trying to compete with the Disney store were ultimately adding these licensed products. So it was just additional Disney mm-hmm. getting put out there. Because, so, I mean, we had KB Toys. I know there were FAO Schwartz, Toys R Us, obviously. Like, there were tons of toy stores back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so then in the 2000s, they ended up extending to the Princess line, the Disney Princess line. So they started pushing, like, Disney Princess products. And this is where things get interesting with licensing. I think the foodie in this podcast will enjoy these next few little lines. So bum, bum, in, bum. The, in the... Who, two, Adam? Our, yes, our foodie Adam. <laughs> <laughs> He's a grilled cheese connoisseur. That's the, that's the first <laughs> okay. and last time that word will ever be used to describe me. So in the 2000s, they began expanding to food licensing with brands like Kellogg's releasing like Kellogg's cereal. But in 2003, they would do a licensing agreement with Wells Dairy, releasing like a dairy line of like ice cream, yogurt, that kind of stuff. And then in 2005, I thought this was really interesting and random. Kroger would license out the old Yeller name from Disney to make dog food. What? Yeah. In 2005. This, guys, this was within the 2000s. This was within 17 years. Like this was 17 years ago. This was less than 20 years ago this happened. I didn't see that coming. I can tell you one division you probably didn't think was under this licensing area. The Muppets, they were actually under do, the do, Disney do. Consumer Products umbrella for a bit. Do, they had do, their do. own they had their own LLC, <laughs> the Muppets Holding LLC, but that was under Disney Consumer Products. Okay, that um, makes sense. Fast forward to 2018, Disney Consumer Products was dismantled and was moved under the Disney Parks Experiences and Products umbrella that we know today, which used to be um, overseen by Chapek, um, who is now CEO, and now merchandising is a major push within the parks. Coincidence? I think not. So anyways, that's just a little bit about consumer, the Disney Consumer Products history. We love it. So yeah, back to the stores. Back to the Disney store. 
So the store's peaks were um, 1997. But after 1997, you would begin to see some of the stores would be Disney-owned and some would be licensed stores, meaning that, like, another company yeah, and I was licensing that. out. Yeah. I it was I saw that it was like the same company that ran the children's place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me tell you, your girl remembers the children's place because my mom made me shop there like exclusively forever because I they had the I best don't know coupons. What, what? Kate? Do you know what the children's place is? We have one, yeah, but we didn't get one until like the first children's place we got in my town replaced a Pack Sun, and I was in high school, so like I never shopped at a children's place, but I knew yeah, it was. I'm, when when you guys were but now they're everywhere. children's place age, I was definitely not children's place age. I wasn't. The children's place, place was just like one. a a store it was just like for a children's kid's clothes. Store. You like yeah, a car, a like a Carter's store. or something. Yeah, yeah, but like supposed to be Carter's is like a baby's. I feel. Oh, like. you're right. Yeah. Maybe like an Oshkosh. Is Oshkosh kids Oshkosh and babies? Oshkosh is kind of okay, for babies. Yes. It was kind of like a, it was kind of like a was time. Big when I was a like kid. it was kids? exactly what it was. Yes, there you go. It was like a exactly gap kids. what it was we called. We had a gap like kids. the children's place. Like it wasn't for like babies or toddlers. It wasn't like a justice. Well, not before justice. Limited, limited to tweens. tweens. It was just in the middle of like. So it was like a gap kids. Yeah, not babies or little kids, and not tweens yet. So maybe mm-hmm. you were shopping there if you were like. Six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Ten. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Ten was pushing it. I probably shopped there for too long. I feel like I feel like <laughs> I had to tell my mom enough with the coupons. I have aged out of this. <laughs> well, my a lot of my wardrobe was brought to you by the children's place as a kid. Mom, well, I don't care if you can save money. I'm not wearing this crap. <laughs> Seriously, my mom would be like, We can't afford food, and I'd be like, buy me the friggin' Hollister sweatshirt or I am burning yeah. this house to the ground. And another Tamagotchi. <laughs> and another Tamagotchi. <laughs> well, just to like put it in perspective, I did like a little growth timeline of the Disney store numbers and Of course you did. Ni- <laughs> in nineteen ninety seven. I'll just I'm just get out of the car. Um <laughs> So, in 1997, they were at their peak with 749 stores. Not 750, 749. That would Um, drive me crazy. Within four years, in 2001, they still wouldn't have any licensed stores, but that number would drop to 700. So, 49 stores went bye-bye within 90, between 97 and 2001. I wonder why. Yeah. So, by 2002, the... All the Japan Disney stores would be sold to the Oriental Land Company and would then be licensed under the Disney Consumer Products umbrella. Mm-hmm. That's why I mentioned the Disney Consumer Products umbrella. And then it was umbrella. 2004 when it yes, was Yes, 2004, the all mm-hmm. the, the U.S. stores went to the children's place. So at that point, Disney didn't own any Disney stores. The only one that they kept was their flagship store in New York, which they ended up Woo-hoo! converting to a World of Disney store so they could still operate it. Because if it was called the Disney store, it would technically be under the Yeah, it doesn't, place. even to this day, wow. it doesn't have, like, a Disney store logo. It just says, like... Disney. Disney. Like, it doesn't say, yeah. like, the Disney store or Disney store. It says, like, Disney. And it is still there, and it's still great. And I made my dad go the last time we were in the city, and he loved it. So, so the great. reason they got away with that is because World of Disney is technically a Disney park store. As we know, they have one in downtown Disney and Disneyland. They have one in Disney Springs now. But I thought that was kind of interesting. That I guess they knew they were smart enough to know, like, we should at least have one store in New York that we keep, even if we're getting rid of all these stores. Um, but four years later, 
Children's Place would file for bankruptcy, and two months later, and two months later, Disney would buy back all of their stores. Only 220 at the time. So we've gone and this from was that many years later. Yeah. I just feel right. like this is a lot of back and forth work. Like how much work must be involved in selling all the Disney stores and then a couple years later yeah. being like, all right, we'll buy them back. Like that's Sadly, crazy. Sadly, I think they probably just were like opening Disney stores in any mall that would open one. And then they realized like maybe some of these markets are too small to sustain the store, you know. And so that's why I think it. So anyway, they were down to 220 stores at that time. And then two years later, the Oriental Land Company would sell back their Disney stores as well to Disney. Um, So in 2009, in between the two years, Disney would announce a relaunch and rebrand to kind of help with like the fact that they owned their stores again. And they actually had Apple CEO Steve Jobs help with that kind of relaunch. Which makes a lot of sense because at the time all that Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. He was a board, he was a board member and obviously he was killing it at Apple. Right. Josie, do you feel bad for the children's place going out of business when you were clearly one of the main causes of that, when you told your mom you cannot shop here anymore? <laughs> no, feel about that? because I literally like I remember spending hours in there like my mom would have coupons and like that's where I would get my clothes and we would spend. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't hours, but to me it was hours. And I was like, I hate this 14. It was place. 10 like, minutes. I hate it here. <laughs> you were I, there like five minutes. Tops. I absolutely <laughs> detested it because I had no interest in clothes shopping um I hated it I would be so bored and I vividly vividly remember one time when I was a kid a manager this is so inappropriate told us that like the store had been like vandalized and the people who vandalized the store put a bunch of clothes in a pile and went to the bathroom on them and that vividly out in my memory and I feel like as a kid I was like gross but also like good I hate it here <laughs> so you cannot confirm or deny whether or not you were the person that that did this it was this not act? me I did vandalize okay. a bath and body works one <laughs> what <laughs> Josie I've never told you that story Josephine oh, no. no what so, this is really off topic, but remember how Bath and Body Works used to be very like kitschy picnic themed, and then they yes, had the kids they had section. the little body shop stuff. Yes, and they had like a kids section, and in the kids section they had this like glitter powder, and it was already kind of all over the kids section, and I got it in my head that that was like the point of it, and oh. thought it was like a snow, so I, <laughs> I just started like. I mean, putting it everywhere, like shaking it in the air. <laughs> Did you get Letting caught? This gl- yes. That's how I got kicked out. They told my mom <laughs> she needed to, the lady started yelling me at me. I started crying because I hated getting in trouble. I was removed from the store. <laughs> they were like, you need to take your kid out of this store because. And then as a punishment, your mom took you back to the children's place for hours. <laughs> for five minutes. Right. <laughs> five minutes, like AKA five hours. <laughs> not have good experiences um shopping i guess i can tell anyways back to the disney store (laughs) (laughs) so i've tried to see i've tried to see like when like how many are technically still open right now according to google well mickeyblog.com it says 25 remained open as of the 21st of all as of august 2021 
Well, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Off. I'm look. I'm looking at an article from September 2021, and it's saying it looks like there's about 25 left, but it's been almost a year. So I'm curious if any of those have closed since. I know that the the original Disney store closed last year on my birthday, um, which is very. Oh, sad. it's all about you, Pete. <laughs> You know what? I'm looking. I Googled what Disney stores are still open, and the three that showed up for me as closest to me are all outlets. Like yeah. there's an outlet so that in Commerce, outlets in Camarillo, and in, in Ontario. You're I believe right. all this, of those are outlet malls. This list, yeah, because the one in Florida is at the outlets in Destin. The one in Missouri mm-hmm. is in Branson at the outlets. So, yeah, there are probably only outlet stores left except for the New York Times Square store. The rest look like they're kind of outlet stores. Um, which I guess works because that way they can take any of the parks products that are left over and still send them somewhere like they used to. Cause we have, we have an outlet about 40 minutes away from me in Mississippi and that one, I, you, I'd go there and I'd find like Disneyland, Disney world products, you know, mm-hmm. that had just been moved on. So yeah. Um, I know yeah, that I'm looking at a list right now of what, which ones are still open as of September and at least half of them say like, they're at an outlet mall. Yeah, um, I think we're looking at the same list. Yeah. But I don't see stores. Yeah, and I mean, we do. Re- I went and looked when the change from DisneyStore.com became ShopDisney.com because we knew that was pretty recent. And that happened in 2017. So that was only five years ago that that happened. Wow. Um, There's been a lot of changes with Disney shopping in general. Remember there, there was like the Shop Disney Parks oh, app. Oh gosh, and then the shop- I miss there it. There was a million different like Shop Disney online things. I miss the Shop Disney Parks app. That was the best app. I, I hate that they took that away from us. For those who don't know, there used to be a Shop Disney Parks app where you could scan. I hated it. You hated it? Oh, that, hated that app it. was the greatest for being it at Disney World. It was the best. Okay, so I hated it because we went off the app. Is that why? Because when I worked, yeah, in merchandise, people would come in and they'd be like, "Well, the app says you have it," and I'd be like, "The app only updates once a morning, so like, if the whole day goes by, things sell out." It was helpful. I did like it, but people who were dumb made it. Well, what I liked about it was that you could scan a tag of something in mm-hmm. the Emporium. If they did, if you needed a medium, they didn't have a medium. You could scan it on this app and this app would pull up every other store that I'll put mm-hmm. the asterisk is supposed to have this product. So at mm-hmm. least you know like I only need to walk in these five stores. And if you walk in and they don't have the medium, you know, the key is don't be rude to the cast member if they say i'm so sorry we're out of this product but for me it was like at least nice to know like okay it was it was nice to know available in three other stores yeah right but i could see where that's frustrating where you did have people come in and say well i just came all the way from Mm -hmm. xyz and i was told it would be here for me it's like okay check the last day of your trip then like check every day of your trip come back to the store again you know they're gonna have it you know potentially but it was it was a pretty good it was a pretty good um, it was it was great for finding things that you didn't see in your size in the store you're in like kate was saying like you Mm -hmm. could see you know at 10 stores across property at this resort at this you know shop in disney springs Mm -hmm. at this you know theme uh shop in one of the parks that they have it they or they should have it in your size Well, and it kept you from going through every, like, if you were going to Hollywood Studios the next day, you would know it's only going to be in that one store instead of you wasting all your time going in every single store and searching high and low. I wish that they kept, I wish that they at least kept, like, the website as, like, 
Disney store? Disney store. Yeah. Well, I they were, that would have been cute. Yeah, there's some piece that they put out in 2017 where they were basically explaining that, like, Disney store is, like, an in-store experience, and so that's why we changed it to Shop Disney, because it's, like, a new experience. I mean, you know, that whole You're Disney getting parks experiences and products mumbo-jumbo, you know. But really, they but were yeah. just getting ready to take it away. Yep. Bum, yep. bum, it was bum. <laughs> So, I mean, we talked about the Disney beanies. We talked about way more about the Disney consumer product history than y'all wanted to know. <laughs> well, I know a lot of people also have really cool memories of the Disney store about how they had like traditions of like opening every morning and you would get a key. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. they had events that almost remind me of like what a local library would do. And some of the cast member stories for people yeah. who worked at the Disney store were really cool too. Like they really did have like great experiences for a long time and it was really fun to go into the disney store especially like when i didn't live near disney it really was what they wanted of like an experience you know what i mean yeah wanted something disney it really was super super fun to do again even when i was like in college before i moved here yeah i i mean it it really was awesome and it was probably a perfect representation of the 90s mall experience you know Mm -hmm. just like them taking it to the next level drawing the kids in with like the theming you know of how Mm -hmm. they would set up these um to be such unique because most toy stores were just gonna be shelves and shelves of toys you know Mm -hmm. but this was they had all kinds of stuff going on in the stores and again there was was an experience like there There just really isn't much i know i was very surprised like for all that the disney stores did like yeah it's just kind of like most of the info is about the stores closing now yeah and and i feel like it's one of those things that because it was just something that was like happening people didn't really write it down to document it and now they they kind of like close them in phases so still Mm -hmm. it's like everything's just about the closing closings so i hope one day we hear more about those really cool stories about people who work there and remember like the really cool little programming they would do yeah i'd be curious if i could find like a reddit thread or a disney forum of some sort because that was what i ended up finding about club disney where people were talking about their club disney experiences Mm -hmm. and that was really cool so if i end up finding something like that i'll try to put a link to it in the show notes um i feel like that would probably i found one for mickey's kitchen and that was where i found out a little bit more about mickey's kitchen too because people actually went yeah so <laughs> oh i would have loved we, we gotta stop talking oh, about mickey's kitchen, i know the well, ultimate teaser all for... we're saying well we're not saying anything about it other than the fact that there's a bonus episode on our patreon and, and the, the fact the, that i did not go good. even though it was close to me yeah adam, <laughs> it's okay adam, adam i mean to be honest if i lived in california I don't know if Colleen would have taken us, but I can see. I feel like like it's funny because I feel like my mom would have been an absolute. She would have absolutely took me to that. (laughs) I think my mom would have. What year did it open? um, It was only. It was only. Oh wait, we shouldn't. Should we? Should we not? It was short-lived, and if you want to know more, you can listen to the bonus episode when you edit it later. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have to do that. Everybody else, if you're a part of our Patreon, you can you can listen. And honestly, it's a really cool story, so check it out. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm stuck down the rabbit hole of Shop Disney. 
I literally normally only go on the Shop Disney website once a year, and that's to buy the Disney Parks um, Star Wars Been There collection mugs. And I curse yeah. at the website. I didn't and then buy I them buy this it. year. I did. This was I the year I was most year. excited for. I had to have. I have them all. I wanted the. I wanted one of the three, but the other two, like, I don't know enough about Star Wars for me to have nine Star Wars been there mugs, but only I have six nine. Disney. I have nine. So I have six and do it again. I bet and they're going to do it again next Nick year. Nick is already like, why do we have these six They're locations? always introducing <laughs> new... We've never been there together. <laughs> they're always introducing new planets with all the new Star Wars... Um, shows so i feel like they're they're gonna be able to keep this up for like how they get us i'm gonna keep buying them i'm gonna keep buying them but yeah i I like the six i bought and i'm happy i bought those nick and i've technically been to batu together so that that is true technically we've been in that store outside of star tours so because those mugs for those who don't know they're supposed to be only places that nick and i have been together so well, like, that's yeah. Well, that's I how can't they collect get a them. Maine. She can't buy. Yeah. yeah, like I can't get a mug from Maine, even though I've been there because Nick and I have not gone to Maine together. Wow. He we can't get a Colorado one because he has been and I haven't been. So anyway, that's why it's funny that I have six Star Wars locations in my collection. But anyway, it's fine. We're good. Okay, so the Mickey's Kitchen location was like over an hour away. So now I don't blame my parents for not taking me there. It wasn't in Glendale? I thought no, it was in Glendale. No, it's in, it's in Montclair, which oh, is like right. yeah. it is Ma- way Montclair. out there. I just assumed it would have been at the first location, but I guess that makes sense. Let's I see. Directions that. from here. Is this everything on the Disney Store, Kate? Do you have more for us? That was everything I had. Yeah, that's really... I mean, the Disney store was a, was a moment in time. Again, I think what really comes out of it, I think is and again I know there are all these crazy amazing stories that we're missing out on because I've heard bits and pieces but I think if anything more more than anything the Disney store truly was a synergy piece like a way to sell merchandise and and make people fall in love with Disney and spend money for on Disney even at home well I guess ultimately the the rise and now fall of the Disney store ended up being these licensing agreements that they would put in with bigger stores like target i mean when i went to the d23 expo in 2019 that was when they announced that yeah now they're they like were a supposed to target. be well they were supposed mm-hmm. to be opening a disney store in disney i mean a target target in disney springs too they announced that in 2019 it hasn't happened yet but that was their whole thing is they were going to say now across the country people can go to their local target and have the disney store there which granted that's I don't really like that phrasing because that's not the case. Like our my local is like normal normal toy aisle. You know what I mean? It, but mm-hmm. if you go right. into a bigger store, like when I went to the one I think in Orange Beach or something, they have more of like open area where they have special shelving and it's like Disney section. So I wish it would just be a little bit not uniform but like a little bit more exciting in some of these smaller target locations Mm -hmm. it's been three years so i feel like we should be working towards that anyway i think that's kind of where the disney store shop disney story comes to an end people shop online now and if they don't shop online they're shopping at target or they're shopping in the parks so or they're shopping just for disney stuff and we know it's still licensed to yeah there's so tons of many different stuff things we don't even know about that's out there yeah so crazy unlimited the limit does not products. exist <laughs> and that is it 
Yep, that's and the Disney Winnie the store. Pooh is king of the 90s. That's what always. I As always. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening to this very wonky, crazy, squirrely episode of the Disney Store. We love you for listening along, and we hope you had the best time ever. Yeah. I mean, it probably wasn't the best time ever. That's a stretch. I thought it was pretty fun. I covered some I, weird I stuff. I had fun. Speak for I yourself. Had fun, I had the I'm best time ever them. today. Yeah. With you you guys. did. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, if you're out there and you had the best time ever, that would make me thrilled. Let us I just know. Let us like, know. Yeah. Let us know. Send us a DM and let us know. And you can send us a DM at Carousel Project Podcast on mm-hmm. Instagram. We'd love to chat with you. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Hey. And as usual, I'm here to remind you. That if you want to let us know how you've enjoyed the podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, Those are a huge deal for us. It helps people find out about our podcast. And also on Spotify now, you can rate us with a five-star rating. That's actually Adam's favorite number five. So rate us five stars for Adam. Okay? (laughs) It's it's for Epcot Adam that we're doing a five-star rating. Yeah. He deserves it. Thanks, guys. Um, and, and as always, share us with your friends and family and also check out our awesome Patreon. We have, yes. as of this episode, now we'll have four bonus episodes up there, yes. and including one interview with Josie's dad, which you the number one miss. fan of this podcast <laughs> yep. with Josie's dad. It, it doesn't sound very exciting, but, um, I think it was, it was really, really cool. Episode. It was, yeah. really yep, cool. it was great. And as we've mentioned recently, those who are part of our higher tiers of Patreon actually get a five-minute preview of these episodes two days two days before it goes out. So um, those Patreon members actually already knew what we were talking about today, Wednesday night. So just some more Lucky them. Yeah, lucky them. Lucky them for sure. Lucky us, because we know even farther in advance. So honestly. <laughs> well, that's it. Yep. I thought you had five minutes. That's Bye. All. Take <laughs> care. Watch out. Love you. Watch out. Love you. Take Bye. care. Bye. Take care. Take care.